Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Lynn Baber is a speaker and coach with several best-selling books, but perhaps most notably she's a host of this show. She talks with Andrea Sandifer about using her life experiences to explain gospel truths. So let's listen. Well, welcome everyone to Creatively Christian. I'm your host, Andrea Sandifer, and today I am thrilled to be able to have a conversation with my new friend, Lynn Baber, who's also a host of our show. So welcome, Lynn. Good to talk to you today. Thank you, Andrea. It's so much fun to be on this side. It is, isn't it? (laughs) I got to do mine the other day with Bill. It was really fun. So yeah, you want to get us started? Just tell us a little bit about where you live, what your family life is like, and uh, maybe a bit of what you get to do as a creative work. Well, I live in Texas with my husband of over 36 years. Um, and as you and I were chatting before the show, uh, we have seven grandchildren and almost five great grandchildren, but we don't get to see them a lot because of the distance. Um, And what I do is I am a coach and a speaker and a Christian author. So I write books, but my goal in life, what God has asked me to do is to take everything I've learned in business for the last 40 some years from being in corporate America, consultant, marketing, professional speaker, and then an entrepreneur for three decades or more and in ministry and to use that to help others, mostly creative or ministry leaders, to accomplish the vision that God gave them. Oh, that's so cool. So kind of weaving everything that God has brought you through into your work now. That's really cool. Very good. Well, awesome. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that's awesome. And so the way we kind of format our show for those that are kind of just tuning in or just uh, getting familiar with Creatively Christian. So we, we take each other's stories and our, um, what we're doing creatively, and we try to step through in four basic areas to kind of um, send you off with ideas and inspiration. So the first section we dig into is, is that inspiration section. So Lynn, to kind of get us into the, that, what is it that inspires you to do the work that you do? Where do you draw your inspiration from? I actually draw my inspiration from the people that I work with. The, the call, if you will, that, that comes from God and the Holy Spirit is what inspires everything. Um, so, the, I mean, it really comes from that because I really know and I believe this, that God has a unique vision and purpose for every one of us. You know, no one is here today by accident. Um, it's, it's a pretty popular Uh, scripture today, but in Esther 4.14, when it says for such a time as this, I believe this is the time. And God is saying, all right, I have given you gifts. I've given you an assignment and I want to see my people walk them out. And most of that is going to be happening with people who are creative in some way or another. Uh, So what I do is I'm creative working with them. My inspiration comes from a comment something uh, somebody makes or a question they ask. I also get a lot of inspiration from from nature, from the world that God uh, allowed me to work in uh, when I was in the horse industry for a long time. And 
creation, you know, never fell from grace the same way that we did. Mm. So we get to see God's hand uh, in, in that. We see what his intent was when he created the world. And another thing about inspiration, uh, you and I were talking about this just a little bit ago, about God dots. Those moments when we absolutely know without the shadow of a doubt that God is here. He shows that marker and he shows it to people in very unique ways. You know, something he might show you and you went, wow, that's a God thing. Truly. To me, yeah. it wouldn't register. So all of that is so creative and so inspiring to know how special every one of us is to him. Oh, amen. I love that. Inspired by other people that God has placed in your life. That's awesome. And you mentioned you're a writer, you're a speaker. When did you uh, first kind of enter into that side of work? Um, when did you write your first book? Well, I actually wrote my first book back in the early 1980s. I wrote two business books back then. Um, and I was a professional speaker. So I was a motivational speaker back then. And I think one of the things I can say that links that to now, because as we go back in our life, we're going to be able to see some sooner and some later where God was present and had a plan all the way along. And even in those times, we might have been rebellious because I certainly had my time. Yes. We see how he was faithful to bring us back. So back in the 80s, I wrote two business books and I was a professional speaker. And back then, they used to say, you know, because it was very popular and I had a booking agent. And so when someone had to hire someone, they'd say, you know, how do I decide? So I might have a potential client call me and they'd say, okay, there's a lot of motivational speakers. Why should we hire you? Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, first I want to tell you this. There's two kinds of motivational speakers. They're the kinds that are entertainers. And oh man, people get so, they get so involved and they hoot and holler and stamp their feet and stand up. And when they leave, they go, this was so awesome. And they were entertained. Mm -hmm. And then I would tell the client, but that's not me. <laughs> I love it. What I want, if I do my job well, tomorrow somebody in that audience is going to get up and live a different life. Awesome. And the difference between what I did then and what I do now is that the messages I shared then, now I know where they are in the Bible. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it's one of those things, Andrea, you know, truth you know, true, the definition of true means it's always true. There isn't an exception. Mm -hmm. So truth is what is always going to be the case, no matter what the time, the era, or the situation. So I, I knew that what I was teaching then was true. I just didn't realize that it was actually a Christian message. So if we fast forward a whole lot of years, I was actually uh, called to write my first book that's, that's current in at the end of 2008 and so so that was the first project because I wasn't a writer I didn't want to be a writer hmm. but God God likes to do that sometimes because for me he wanted me to know that I didn't have the ability to be a writer I, I couldn't you know get up on my own platform and say aren't I cool he's like you don't have a thing to say unless I give it to you and I'm like that is right hmm. And then he called us into ministry. So we, we did those things. So now I'm on, my, I think, my ninth book, which is going to be coming out soon. 
And, um, you know, God just keeps adding one more step, one more step. One more step. I love that. Yeah, because it's, it's fun to kind of, you know, look back and like you were saying, those God dots, like where he's brought you over time and how he's weaving all of those stories together uh, into what you're writing now, what you're going to be doing from this point forward. So, and that kind of, it's a great segue into like our next section of the show we, we enter into is to inform everyone to kind of um, help, uh, help people know what it was that triggered you, triggered you to move forward in uh, the direction that you're moving now. Uh, we were talking earlier, kind of revamping things, revisiting a few things. Um, so what was it that kind of springboarded you into what you're pursuing now? Well, basically it was, it was obedience. I knew what God asked. I met with him every morning and his message was extremely clear. It, it, for me, it was like, well, you can say yes, or you can say no. And I, I, I obviously wanted to say yes. Absolutely. And it was, it was a real learning curve. Um, you know, God gives gifts. And so for the people listening who, who have a creative gift, and they're wondering, how can I, you know, marry that with my faith? And what would God have me do with this? If they're not really sure, there's, there's really three things that, that we can look at. And that's power purpose, and limitless potential. And so for, for everybody, it says, you know what, when God asks you to do something and you go, I don't have the power for it because I didn't have the power or the ability to write decent books, but it's not my power that I worked under. And it's not your power that you work under. You work under God's power. And it's not for my purpose. And I think that's part of the inspiration. It's part of the guarantee. I didn't pick the goal he did. So it's not my power, it's his. It's not my purpose, but it's his. And then we start thinking, you know, most of us have heard of imposter syndrome or you doubt yourself. But it's like when you're doing what God asks you to under his power, with his purpose, you have limitless potential because it's his. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good reminder when we're entering into anything that might feel scary or um, I know when I was called into starting to share music because uh, the internet, you can, you, you can, you can share stuff out there. It's, you don't have to um, cut CDs necessarily anymore or um, tour and have concerts. You can. And I think a lot of people still enjoy that, but just like you were saying that obedience, um, stepping out in faith and going, I have no idea how to do this if it'll be well received, but you're asking me to, and therefore I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, uh, our power ends pretty quickly <laughs> in some of those instances where we really have to rely on him. Yeah. That's awesome. How did you feel when, when you accepted that, when he said, I want you to do this, Andrea, and you did it. How did that feel? Yeah. It's, it's crazy thinking back, like, um, it was almost a wave of relief, really. It was, I think I had been fighting it for so long and um, I'm still growing into owning that side of my identity, you know, to, I think that's something the enemy can really use against us is, are you sure that you're really good at this? Or are you sure that, you know, people are really going to care? And um, yeah, it's, it's, it was almost a sigh of relief though, when I actually stepped out in faith and did it. So, yeah. You know, that's something, Andrea, that I think um, 
is, is really a good message for listeners. And that is when we're in God's will, it is the easiest place to be, which is why I always want to be there. Uh, I like to compare it to people who may have been in a hot air balloon or seen them. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon? I have never. I've always wanted to, though. I think that would be so fun. <laughs> you know, I, when you do, just kind of, I hope you think of this when you step into the basket and it starts going up. I never wanted to because I don't like heights. Okay. My husband's 50th birthday almost 30 years ago. And part of the gift was I was going to go with him on this silly balloon ride. <laughs> I'm so glad I did because God has used that ever since. The thing that surprised me so much about it is when you're, you know, riding the air currents, there is no, there's no sound. Mm. You don't hear the wind because you're going the same speed as whatever it is. You feel no sense of movement. The only way you know that you're moving is because the ground changes below you. And it is so peaceful and easy. And that's what it's like when you're in God's will. So when you're saying it's almost a relief, it's like the pressure disappears because you're just riding the current you're supposed to be on. Hmm. Riding the current of God's will. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing the balloon story. I, I will, I will, I will let you know when I go on my balloon ride. And I'll <laughs> look at that. Awesome. Um, I think I would love to know um, a bit about like, because uh, my, my daughter asked me to ask you this, actually. She's a horse fanatic. Um, and she, she's so intrigued about the life lessons you've learned through working with horses and how you connect that to uh, how you encourage people or, or lessons that you learn from working with horses and um, just how, how you intertwine all that. Well, that was actually the connection that God used to get me into writing books and to ministry uh, because I did horses and it's one, if I'm confident in anything other than Jesus Christ, it's horses. Awesome. I speak horse, I understand horse, and I learned how to be the most authentic and effective leader from horses. I specialized in stallions for a long time, and the only way you earn their respect is that way. You have to earn it. You cannot command it. You cannot demand it. So I learned all of these things, and when I tried to teach them to other people, it's when I discovered that everyone just like speaking years and years ago, everything that's true about relationship reduces to simple gospel principles. So for example, something that a lot of people never think about is just the concept of obedience. We know that Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And Jesus usually spoke in an if-then format. If you will do that, then. The thing about obedience with horses is, is I like to start by saying, you know, I want the same three, three things from my horses that God wants from me. Mm -hmm. And that is to show up, focus, and offer obedience. And that's the key there, is that obedience, in order to honestly be obedience, there has to be an opportunity to not obey. You know, people wonder, you know, why did God let Adam and Eve fall from grace? He said, because 
the first opportunity they had to not obey came was when the serpent gave them another story to consider. So for me, you know, if someone has to obey, that's called coercion. We coerce because we can dominate. And for a horse, the only way for that to work, the only way for that horse to grow in faith, to grow in boldness, to grow in confidence, to trust me enough to not listen to its natural spirit, but to trust me more, is the same process that God takes us through so that when we look at something and our common sense human nature says, no, we shouldn't do this, faith, our experience with him has taught us to trust him more than what our own nature tells us. So everything I learned from horses not only taught me to truly appreciate what commitment is, mm. Yeah. That's something else. I never, Andrea, I never appreciated the commitment Jesus Christ had to me until I had that commitment to a horse. And I could never lie to a horse or I would lose every bit of the respect and the trust that I'd worked so hard to earn. And so just like one story, I had a stallion get loose and he was loose on the property. He was saddled and he ended up at the end of an alley in the the road was on the other side. And I'm like, all right, bud. So the alley was 30 feet wide and he was about a hundred feet away. And you could just tell he was sizing it up. Oh boy. Like, Can I get by her? Cause I'm about to run past there and keep doing what I want to do. And I sat there and went, all right, here's the deal. You're not getting by me. It doesn't matter if you kill me, fine, but you're not getting by me. And the thing is, I own that. And I have done that in a number of cases with horses. The commitment Jesus Christ was unto death. Mm -hmm. And unless you know what that is, and I think, you know, maybe as a parent, you do, mm -hmm. that there is a time when you are so committed to the child that you love that you would put your life on the line with, without hesitating. For sure. Because your commitment is limitless. And until I faced those moments with horses and said, you know what? Doesn't matter what happens. You're not getting by me. But because of the history I had with that horse, I'd never said something was going to happen that didn't happen. Mm. I never broke a promise to that horse. I said, nothing, this may sound familiar, nothing is ever going to hurt you and you never have to fear anything as long as I'm here. And I built up, the, I earned the trust. And the working with the horses is what taught me the scale of how God relates to us. So it's almost the perfect parallel for this reason. Horses don't care who you are, how much money you have, who your family is, uh, or how, you know, anything about you. They don't care if you're pretty. All they care about is who are you in relation to me? Mm. And that's all mm -hmm. God cares about. He's not impressed. We can't bluster God. We can't impress God. We can't do this to God. He's he just kind of like, oh, please. We'll just do the same thing. But yeah, it's, so tell your daughter it was a great question. And I wrote four books just about that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She, uh, she was very intrigued. She's like, are you talking to your friend in Texas that has the horses? <laughs> I'm like, I do get to talk to my friend. Bless her heart. <laughs> 
so funny. Well, that's really cool. I, I love when God gives us those opportunities to learn um, his truth through uh, different parts of creation, just different things that he blesses our lives with. And that's, that's an awesome example. Cool. Okay, let's move into education. So we love to educate those that uh, tune in um, just to kind of help help others that might be pursuing um, being an author or a speaker or a coach, uh, an encourager of others. What, what did you have to learn? Um, you talked about like you, you didn't come to writing naturally. Um, what were things that you've maybe come up against in the course of your uh, working in ministry or, you know, pursuing this new direction, even that you're headed in. Um, and where did you find the information you needed? Well, the new direction is really my old direction. I used to be a consultant and all of that, you know, and I actually have been ongoing through the years. This is just kind of a twist. You know, God likes to refine us as we Absolutely. go. Because, <laughs> as we talked about a, a little bit ago, it really is for such a time as this. And so he's saying, you know what? I'm just kind of like narrowing that road down a little bit more. And as far as what I've learned, one of the things that I learned very early on in my career is, is to identify a goal and then achieve it. And, it. and it doesn't matter what the goal is. There's a formula. When you, when you know your what, which is the goal, and you know your why, which is your motivation. Everything in between is just a formula. It's gonna look different for every uh, situation. It's gonna look different for every person. You know, times change. The how, the way the steps look change over time, especially now that we have media and the, and the internet in the way that we have that now. But the process never changes. And I think that goes back again to the things that what is true is always true. And business, mm -hmm. ministry, any relationship is going to be based on communication and, and how you interact with, with one another. So what I do today um, is, is really the same thing. For my goals, when God said, I want you to write this, I'm like, okay, what do I have to know? This is the goal, and I know how to achieve a goal. Now, that doesn't mean that he didn't have to uh, put me into some remedial training every now and again, because he did. Um, but that's what I help people with today. It's to identify what is the vision or mission. What's, this is the what. What is it that you want to do? And then why do you want to do it? And if the why is because I know in my spirit that God has this for me to do, I just don't know how to do the steps I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to organize it. And that's why God has people like me in the world, because that's the skill that I actually have to say, okay, let's identify the goal, identify your motivation, and then let me help you figure out what the next step is and the step after that. That's so helpful. I think, you know, sometimes the goals that or the, the dreams that God gives us can feel so big and it can be it can be kind of daunting, um, especially if it's something that we have never tried before, never um, never learned how to do, uh, haven't been educated in it. So, coming alongside somebody like that and just helping, almost that it sounds like you you, you help um, give people clarity in yeah. their in their direction, and that's that's such a gift. <laughs> 
absolutely. There's some, you know, there's something else um, that I want people to know, and it doesn't matter where you are in your career. And, and, and this was true in the horses. This was true in training people and helping people move along. And that's to let them know that there are no big steps, really. The only big step is the one that you have before you say yes. Mm. That's the big step. After that, it doesn't matter, you know, if you think of it in terms of a staircase, it doesn't matter if you're on the third stair or if you're on the 1,423rd stair, the next stair is still going to be the same height. So for each person, you just take the next small step. And if it's the first step and it's the first time, for example, you step out and you say, yes, Lord, I'll share my music. You know, yes, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll write the story. Um, yes, Lord, I'll, I'll go out and I'll share a, a talk with someone who's invited me to share my experience and my, my testimony. The only big step is the one before you say yes. After that, and there's always going to be doubt. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, one of, the, one of the hints I can tell people is to document what you hear. This, is, this is, goes back to the God dot thing that we just hit on just a little bit ago. Yeah. This July, I was walking along and I received the next big project. What I'm doing now is part of an overarching project. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And God's like, this is what you're going to do the rest of your life. And I understood it. It downloaded And I came in the house and I typed out three pages of what I felt, what I heard, what the instruction was, because I knew, and this is the important part, when you wake up the next day, just like you said, Andrea, did I really hear this? Did I? Can I really do this? Is this really real? And that happened to me the next day. I don't care who you are. I've been doing this a long time and I've talked, you know. But I, same thing, I'm thinking, who do I think I am? Right. But I went back to my notes and it was all there. And I knew it and I committed to it. And anytime I have a doubt, like, really? I just go back to that when it was fresh, when I received it, when I believed it in its infancy. And the spirit says, yep, I still mean it. That is such a good tip, an encouragement for people who are, um, who are receiving those kind of messages from the Lord, like pay attention to when those happen. And I love that. Sit down, write about it, or maybe like a voice memo, record your feelings and keep it for when you're entering into those seasons of doubt. And um, yeah, cause they come, they do come. Um, and that's, that's a good, good idea. And they um, come for everyone. And do. that's, I think that's a, that's just a huge point to make to the audience. Yeah. They come to everyone, Mm -hmm. even some of the most influential preachers or the people who command the biggest stages. Their next step is the same size as yours, but they also have the same concerns you do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an awesome tip. Thank you for that. And um, I think it would be, I think it'd be really fun because you're so good at this already, but I do want to like transition formally into our empower section. I feel like every time I have a conversation with you, Lynn, I leave feeling more empowered, more ready. And so thank you for that. But um, so when did you, and I think you've already, it sounds like you've been doing this for decades, but 
when did you first begin owning your calling, your gift, what God has anointed on your life? Well, that's a, that's a process. I, I believed in my ability to do certain things. Um, I've always had, you know, just good abilities, but early in my career, uh, I didn't connect them as closely to God as I do today. I didn't, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. God was not my business partner for the first, I don't know, 20 years. He, I didn't look at him as a business partner. So that, that's always developing. So I've had to own different things. Um, I'd say I really started owning ministry maybe four years into it. Okay. I really started owning being an author and actually identifying myself as a writer six or seven years into it. Okay. Um, and today, it, I, I think that I think that the uh, the best I can I can answer from that point on, Andrea, is just to say. I, I no longer have, you know, when you go to Psalm 40, verse six, it says, I delight to do, you know, to, I delight to do your will, O Lord. And I really absolutely live that now. And, I, and I'll just be honest, at my age, I can't spend 20 years doing the next thing. <laughs> it's like God says, I need you to work. I need you to work now. But I don't, I own my relationship with the Lord. And I think mm. that's the thing. When you know that the call is from him, and that you received it, it goes back to that power, purpose, and limitless potential. You can own it because you own your relationship with the Lord, and you know how the Holy Spirit is involved in your life morning till evening. I think that's the key. When you own that, because God's in charge of it, mm -hmm. we're, we actually aren't. We don't have to. That's where that effortless, you know, floating in, in, in the air comes along. We don't have to make things happen because God makes things happen. We're just obedient. That's the only thing we have to offer is obedience and every day getting up to say yes again. Yeah. So it's much more instead of owning your identity as an author or a speaker or a coach, it's owning your identity as a daughter of the King that and following his, his direction in your life. That is, I love that. Yeah. You are absolutely right. That's so great. Okay. Uh, any other suggestions for anyone looking to write? Um, anyone looking to enter into speaking or, um, and, you know, and honestly, you know, if you have any, uh, anything that you could tell us about um, ways that people can connect with you, um, maybe even learn from you directly. Um, we would love to know some of that too. Well, thank you. I would just say, go to my website, which is lynnbaber.com. And I'm sure that will be in the show notes. Yes, it will. <laughs> and, and, you know, please connect with me in any way. There's always going to be a resource there. There's two things I want to just kind of like tell, tell you guys, uh, the audience, and this is for everyone. It's, it's not just what you do, because as, as Andrea really just said, it's who you are. And that's two things. Number one, I always want to give anybody who visits my space, whether it's we meet personally or they visit my home online, 
I always want to see if I can offer them something of value that even if I'm not their cup of tea or whatever, that somehow they pick up and they leave with something more than they had to begin with. And I think that's just part of the silent gospel. You show the face of Christ to everyone. Leave, mm-hmm. leave, leave a seed, even if they don't know you did it. And the second thing, just to throw this out, most people beginning their careers, and this for creatives, this is even doubly important, is don't wait to start thinking about your brand. Your brand is who you are. It is being consistent. It is, it is being the representative of Jesus Christ in the unique way he has for you. you. He didn't create you to be the other nine people that do what you do. Right. He created you to be who you are. Find out who that is and start that journey at the beginning. It will save you time. It will save you money. It will save you, you know, walking backwards and, you know, I wish I'd known this before. And that's something I do help people with. But just to think about that. And all that means is being authentic mm-hmm. and being consistent and in knowing who you are because that's how people learn to trust you. I love that, that authenticity. Uh, and, and thank you for mentioning branding. I think sometimes we, we enter into a big dream or a big um, a goal and we're so excited that we kind of forget to set out some of those, um, those foundational pieces. And I've learned um, just recently, actually, that uh, when I try to write a song into a, a genre or a space that I'm not I don't typically write into, um, it can feel forced. It can sometimes feel like it doesn't belong in the rest of my, my repertoire. <laughs> and I had a, a friend uh, recently say, well, it's, it's because you're really good at writing this. this. This message is where you're solid and where you really express what you're learning from the Lord well. So do that, do more of that. And I, I took that to mean that's definitely, that's branding. That's, and that's owning my identity um, as how I've been created, how I've been encouraged by the spirit, what I've been encouraged to share. It's, it's, that's what it's all about. So yeah, thank you for mentioning branding too. I think that's, that's very important. Um, and, and what you, and the story you just shared um, is it also has another important message in, and that is, that, you know, just because that isn't where you're comfortable now, it doesn't mean that God is not going to stretch you and Ooh, you're yeah. <laughs> much wider later. But branding is, is really to have a small space, own that space. And once you have shown your competency and you have even a small following in that space that believes in you, you're, you're at the top of that pond. And then what you do is you lateral out into bigger waters. You don't go back down to the bottom. You actually lateral over as someone, just like for my, for me, I'm a bet. I, five of my books are Amazon bestsellers. So no matter what I write, I still own that I have five Amazon bestsellers, Mm -hmm. even if they're not the same genre. So own what you do, but the authenticity and the branding is really 
who you are. And, and so that people will always meet the same you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you would love to share? Anything new coming up that people can look forward to? You mentioned you're working on a manuscript right now. We're recording this shortly right after Thanksgiving uh, 2020 here. So what do, you, what do you have on the horizon? Well, the next book coming out is called The God Dot. About, oh, there it is. I yes, where God enters your life and lets you know about it, even if you don't recognize it for years later. And the, the real purpose of that book is not just to build faith but it is for people to actually record and train their brains to see God because he's there all the time. He is acting in your life all the time, but the world would not have us see that. The distractions of the world want us to see other things, but we have the control of that. So at the end of the day, the God dot is not only to inspire, but it is to actually show people how they can see God all the time. I love that. Oh, I look forward to that message. That'll be a huge encouragement. Good. Well, thank you for pouring your time into that. I know it's a lot of work and I pray that that goes well, finishing that up and we'll look forward to that. And yeah, on that note, we would love to just wrap up by, uh, I'd love to pray for you if you'd be okay with that. And thank you. And we will, and then I'll let you, um, in your very amazing way. I will let you have the final word of encouragement because like I said earlier, every time I have a conversation with you, I always leave um, extremely encouraged. So I will because pray for you. you. What, what was that? Because you inspire me. Oh, there it is. Full circle. See what she did there. <laughs> All right, well, let's pray. Oh, Father God, thank you for this time uh, that I can have a conversation with my dear friend, Lynn. And I just, I thank you for how you have brought her um, on the current of your grace and your mercy and the story that you've uh, written on her life, Lord, how you have um, brought her through different seasons of life and taught her things that she is seeking now, Lord, to use, to continue to use for your glory. And we just pray that as she continues to pour into others uh, with the encouragement that you have given her, Lord, just bless her work, um, bless this new manuscript coming out um, soon. And we just, we thank you for how um, she is such a blessing of encouragement to others. Um, and we thank you for um, what you're doing uh, through Lynn. Uh, it is such a blessing to us, Lord. And we pray all of this thankful in Jesus' name. Amen. I think the last thing I'd like to say to the people that are listening or watching this is that a lot of people who are creative, in, in order to bring that out, sometimes they have to go through places where they feel broken. Mm that they have been on in really dark times. And I just wanna tell you that I understand what that's like. I have been at the bottom of the pit. It is not bottomless, that's a lie. I know what it's like to feel hopeless, but I can tell you that that is not where you stay, that God has something for you to do and he will not only redeem that, but he will use it. 
And so go back to one of the points we talked about, own who you are in him because it is his power, his purpose, and his potential. And he has something special for you to do today. And that's why I'm giving Lynn the last word. <laughs> thank, Andrea, you, thank you, Lynn. So <laughs> it was such a wonderful time to connect here. And thank you for pouring into us on the podcast here. And we look forward to the interviews that you will be um, having coming up on the show. And yeah, everyone, um, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, come on back. We, we're so excited for this new show. We're so excited to take part. And that it's, it's our joy and our absolute desire to encourage and empower you to live out um, the gifts that God has given you. So until next time, this is Andrea Sandifer with Creatively Christian uh, saying see you later to Lynn Baber and we'll connect again soon. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like more content and some extra goodies as well, be sure to head over and check out our show notes at theophanymedia.com forward slash Lynn. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. To join our exclusive patron community, which includes bonus episodes and so much more, go to theophanymedia.com forward slash creatively Christian. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.